Excuse me, miss. Uh, what's that you're listening to? Well, it's a podcast. It's all about this couple from England who are in a lifestyle, and they talk about their adventures. So is uh, that child-friendly, then, is it? No. <laughs> they say lots of naughty things, and they swear a lot. But would you like to listen? Get in the gym or to your car Our advice you could go far Fuck things up and we make mistakes Talk about our sexy dates It's getting hard for this to Welcome to episode 49. My name is Mr. H. And Mrs. H. Hey, we're back again. We are. Yay, we're going to talk about Australia, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Well, sort of, but not really. But first, we're going to tell you about what we've been up to. All right. Or who we've been up to. Mm, not Sounds really. Salacious. We're just going to keep making false promises all the way through <laughs> this one. So, stuff, what we've been doing. Uh, yeah, so I told my work that I'm a swinger. That That's was fun. quite big news. I was just going to breeze over that. I think that's pretty big. You, you think that's pretty pretty big? That's pretty big. You need to get out, have a look at it. Really? It's, just whop it on the table? Yeah, that is too big to just walk past with nothing to see here. Well, I, so it was an interesting one. It was a, a little work. Um, well, it took me by surprise. <laughs> it took me by surprise. Um, we were out for a work event day thing. And sort of it was suggested, well, they, they were joking that I might be some sort of swinger. Why do you think they were joking? Oh, well, I, I, I think it was just, oh, you're not one of those filthy swingers, are you? And, <laughs> and I sort of said, well, I am, actually. How depraved. How depraved and how filthy of me. And then it descended into a four-hour conversation about um, everything, really. Did about... you throw your keys into the centre of the table in a bowl? I, I, I very firmly pushed back around any keys into the bowl action. But I also said, hey, we've got a podcast because, you know, you never know. We, we might always be, be promoting. Always be promoting. <laughs> handed out a few business cards and um, mm. subscribed automatically in their phones. I didn't do all of those things. Just, <laughs> just some of them. So it was actually, it was uh, fairly well received. Um, if you're listening, folks, hello <laughs> from work. It's an interesting <laughs> one, isn't it? Um, but I, I think it was one of those moments where... Um, it, felt like a good time to sort of open up and it felt like a safe environment so uh yeah that, so you seized the moment seized because the moment. it felt right i can't pay that diem i like that though that i think that's a nice way to reveal all that it, it well it it was a lot more controlling than someone just finding out and yeah. rumors and everything and we, we've had our fair share of that with yourself and so i felt Actually, it's a it's a good time to have that conversation. And to be fair, they were they were relatively positive about it. There wasn't any real negative experience, no real judgments. A lot, a lot of questions, as you would expect. As, as you'd expect. But yeah. that's the fun part. That was the fun part. So it was actually quite nice, um, you know, using that <coughs> expertise to talk me through, <laughs> um, you know, this whole lifestyle and our journey and all this sort of stuff. Um, fortunately, I don't have to tell them everything. I can just point them towards a podcast, and they can they can listen to. <laughs> Is that it how you're going to communicate going forwards? Yeah, yeah. Just, when you go uh, to work every day, I'm looking forward to my one to ones, which will be mostly done through podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Sat there with my manager. So, what have you done in the last just month? Just listen to just, this. Yeah, just listen to episode 49. <laughs> it will tell you everything. Uh, it'll be great. So, do you feel better now? I Does do it feel... make you feel um, as a you're not so cloak and dagger now, and you're able to just breathe a sigh of relief? Yeah, I mean, I, let, let's qualify this a little bit, to be hmm. fair. It's only, so I, I work in a team of sort of five or so. Obviously, the work environment there is, is much bigger than that, but those are my immediate yeah. colleagues, and, and it's those people that I've told. So I've not come Correct. out to all of my work. I've not had a had a parade. in a work newsletter. Yeah, yeah, I've not <laughs> sent it out in a newsletter. <laughs> but to be fair, I think it, it felt like a good, a good step yeah. in that direction. I do feel a little bit... Um, like not like a weight has been lifted, but it certainly feels that I have to be less worried about it, and that actually, you know what? I don't, and, I, and there's not been any repercussions, which is always something that you're sort of waiting for. Yeah. But I do feel like actually that went okay, and I, I don't have to worry about that happening. Mm. So, so, so yeah. as a result, I feel feel a little bit lighter. That's nice. Well, also, thank you to the exercise that I've been doing. And the huge poop I had this morning, oh I feel feel much much lighter. <laughs> so that happened. So that that was this week. Uh, also new this week is I got a new ukulele. That is bigger news than ever. I, that's more important. Than I mean, working. that eclipses any kind of big reveal at work about your clandestine 
dark life. You've got a new ukulele. I know, right? Well, who knew there was a place just like two minutes down the road? Just down the road. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I I did now called it Ukulele Heaven. It sounds like your ideal place. Well, it sounds like where all the all the ukuleles go when they've finished. I like that. Oh, that's so when, sweet. When they've been the played actually go to and, heaven. and their final string has gone, Doink! they go to ukulele heaven. <laughs> they get they get put on a little bed and put on, on the river and, and a fiery arrow is shot into their uh, ukulele body. This is some departure. They, wow. They ascend to ukulele heaven. It sounds like a bit of a Viking funeral yeah, yeah, yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah. Viking burial kind of thing for wow. ukuleles you treat your ukuleles well i, I really do um <laughs> it's it was it was difficult getting there there was a queue of people looking to burn the ukes so uh, <laughs> you know it's 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 quite a fast fast like moving the full business. uke burial service please yes i mean just just the the crematorium version <laughs> uh, i mean people there's not much demand for that people get very emotionally attached to their just ukes set fire to it mm, exactly mm. that so uh, that happened, got a new ukulele, that's fun. That's big news. Yeah, so I've been learning some new songs. Yay, new songs. Yay, I'm so happy about that. I know. I might have to, <laughs> yeah, I might have to re- replay all of our original music because it sounds slightly better. The remastered, the remastered new uke version. Yeah, it's like the Star Wars Special Edition, really. Yeah. Yeah, you'll never notice the, the new effects jammed right in. <laughs> oh my God. So uh, what else have we been up to? We met some listeners. Oh, yeah. Oh, Yes. Um, a few listeners. A few listeners, actually. Uh, so uh, we met... Uh, who did we meet? Uh, Kitty and... The Boy Who. And The Boy Who. Kitty Dagger, is it? Yes. And the boy on, on, off, off of Twitter. Off of Twitter. So obviously for celebrities. Yeah, clearly. You know, as we know. As we know. Everyone... everyone Twitter is a celebrity. Is a celeb, yeah. We met them <laughs> at the Bristol Social. Ah. So um, this this was very much a meet of two halves. Mm-hmm. Meeting them, great Bristol Social shit. <laughs> Still not a fan, then. Well, you know, sometimes it's nice to if if something doesn't work the first time, and I think give it another chance. Give it another chance, yeah. And uh, that's exactly what we did. And uh, whilst it was very lovely to meet those guys, um, you'll have to fucking drag me back there if we have to ever have to go back. Can't hear for shit, can we? It's just, honestly, it's so noisy, so rammed in there. It's lots of people, yeah. But ugh, I can't have a conversation, which drives me no, mad. I agree. Mm, it's, it's a shame. If I could get by my looks alone, and um, you do. Uh, well, thank you. But in this situation, I certainly <laughs> didn't. Then my words were removed from me, and I was rendered powerless, like Superman with kryptonite around his neck. I mean, he had a great um, suggestion, which sadly he didn't follow up on. All oh, right. He was like, "Let's bring etch a sketches." Etch a sketches. Etch a sketch. Yeah. Or whiteboard. Or set up a kit group and just talk on a kit group. Yeah, over the table. That sounds legitimate, I think. Well, we could learn semaphore and, you know, see if we can just communicate without having to shout and lose our voices. Yeah, that, that, I, I don't know how yeah. to read semaphore. Well, we'll try and learn it for the next one. I can barely use a metaphor. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll, you know, maybe next time, uh, if we ever go to the Bristol Social again. Bah. But it was lovely to meet them. It was very nice to meet them. Who else did we meet? Uh, we met some other lovely people that we'd bumped into before. What's their Twitter name? Oh, oh yeah, I thought you meant at Bristol Social. No, not no. the Bristol Social. Hello, those people at Bristol <laughs> Social. We've already talked about them on the show anyway. Oh, we have. We? Let's not big them up again. No. Yeah, fine. Um, we met a very lovely couple from Twitter called Rick and Rachel. Yes, them. Mm. We met them. Hello. Oh, aren't they lovely? They were very nice, weren't they? Yeah, we had a really pleasant evening with them. Yeah, they were cool. It was good to meet them. We're swiftly running out of Beth Hopper's player, playing cards, though. I'm giving away too many too many bits of merch. And the first thing that everybody asks me that Go failed, on. is, do I have glow-in-the-dark stickers? For fuck's sake. So I think... Um, They're all just trying to crawl up your bum. What? Because they've heard you like banging on about wanting glow-in-the-dark stickers. I think I'm going to order some glow-in-the-dark stickers tonight. <sighs> I think. Why I'm... can't you get the temporary tattoo stickery things? That would I... be great. Why don't you get that? You could them? have a bed-hopper tattoo. Why don't you get that? I'm not allowed tattoos. A temporary tattoo you could have. Oh. <laughs> oh, a permanent one. No. No, it's not happening. Not yet, anyway. Not but... yet, so you save us a chance. <laughs> oh, good okay. grief. Cool your jets, woman. You wanted a temporary tattoo eight seconds ago, and now you want a proper one. Well, all right, anyway. yeah. Fine, so Glenn the Dark, Dark stickers on Mr. H's checklist for later on. To do, just making some notes here, scribbling down. I shall continue writing my notes. Burn Mr. H's uke. (gasps) 
You said you wanted to give it a good send-off. I had the original... I'll make bed, it a little boat and everything. The original Bed Hopper's <laughs> Uke is still functioning. It just sounds like a toy. That's because it is a toy. Because it is one. Because it is a toy. Okay. So I'll try. It, I won't burn your uke. Don't don't burn it. I may it may come travelling with us. So if it does break, what now? It may, yeah, I'll take take it on. Agree. Let's take it to Desire. Ooh. Yay! Everyone will love that. I'll be like a travelling minstrel. <laughs> what, what's wrong with that? You will literally be brave. Like... So Robin was chicken and now I'm buggering <laughs> off and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. <laughs> we are Uncle Travelling Matt. Every morning, <laughs> every day. Yeah, we can do that. Um, okay, fine. All right. So we met some listeners. Hello. If we didn't meet you, or if we did meet you and we didn't say hello um, on this show, we're very sorry. Must be really forgettable. Sorry. <gasps> you can't say <laughs> I that. I didn't mean that. That's, that's a terrible thing to say. It isn't true anyway. Please. Send all complaints to Mrs. H at <laughs> Bedhoppers UK or Bedhoppers Suck. Fire a burning uke. Yeah, burning uke. So, stuff what happened then. So, told the work. Yeah, new uke. Yeah, met some listeners. Hello there. And Bristol Social was still shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty good round It's a Yeah, I, I feel like I've summarised it. Well, the uh, work is still gossiping away about me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> me that's spreading those rumours. <laughs> I'm outside every day, graffitiing the wall. You like didn't have Romans to sing go it to home them on your uke though. <laughs> <laughs> Singing songs about how your wife's a swinger. <laughs> <laughs> She's in the gym and in the car. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So, um, what are we talking about this week? Alright. Um you're gonna drive, but fine. Uh-huh. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have my say. You're gonna have your say. Yeah. Well, you should have your say. I'm gonna have my say. I think this episode is going to focus up on you a little bit. I think Not you, be... gentle listener, but <laughs> Mrs H. I think it's fair to say it's going to expose me a little bit, yes. The spotlight will be on me and perhaps some of the not-so-great stuff that runs through my head sometimes. Well, I was going to say, if it's about just exposing you, we could put that on Twitter and a fucking million people will show up. <laughs> oh, let's have a look at Spose Mrs H. I don't know why they're from that place, whatever that you accent neither. was from. It was good, though. Um, wow, I only attract northerners, great. <laughs> It's not the end of the world. There's some nice northerners out there. You know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> Crow. <laughs> anyway, um, so one of the things that we we're really conscious of is over the last couple of episodes, we've talked about our Australian adventures and our Singaporean yeah. adventures as well. Our, our travel blog. <laughs> our travel blog. And we're really conscious that uh, we've been doing nothing but, um, gosh. <laughs> Waxing lyrical about all the positive things. Yes. Because and obviously there were lots of very positive things. Yes, obviously there were. God, mm. um, <laughs> Waxing lyrical about our friends, about the experiences, mm-hmm. about the people we've met, all this kind of stuff. And actually, when we look back in, in hindsight, the, the, the few weeks that we had away um, were, were very much a pinnacle of, of our lifestyle adventures, I think, in that we've found people that felt like they were part of our tribe and uh, felt like we really fit. So all that stuff, all those trials and tribulations that we've been through and that we've spoken about on the show actually were worth it. Worth it, mate. Isn't it? <laughs> Wicked. Because your mates are much fitter. Yeah, that's right. I've been hanging around with you for today, isn't it? Um, so with that in mind, though, there's, there's, there was also a couple of moments through that, that holiday where um, there was a bit of a bump in the road, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. And we didn't want to cover that when we were being... Um, extremely nice about everything because it just didn't seem to fit. It doesn't fit in that headspace. No, it doesn't really. um, And the things that we went through, I think we need to do them justice and give them a separate expose. Yeah, I mean, you keep saying expose like it's some sort of (laughs) newspaper, sort of red-topped page three extravaganza. But the reality (laughs) of it is, is that we're going to talk about a couple of things that happened and... Um, some of the emotional reactions to that and how we dealt with that. Yeah, because as we've said before, to air is human and we don't always get things 100% right. Uh, well, it's in our theme song. <laughs> uh, you know, about gyms and cars or something. Ah, but this isn't about fucking things up and making mistakes. This is more about things don't always go quite as you think they're going to go. It doesn't mean you've done something wrong. No, that's very true. And it doesn't mean other people have done anything no, wrong either. it just means you've reacted to something in a way that you weren't expecting. This is very, very true. So there's, there were two, I'm going to call them bumps in the road. You can call them bumps. Two bumps. My humps. <laughs> my lovely lady humps. Two bumps, one cup. <laughs> you may call them humps or bumps. Uh, humps or bumps. Yeah. Okay. Like. So, so the first bump 
actually happened relatively early on. Yes, within the first half of holiday. Yes. Um, what happened? Oh, okay. Straight out. Rip the plaster off. What well, happened? Okay, yeah. So I think there were a couple of things that, that, that led up to this moment. Okay, so the first thing that led up to this thing happening, so in a way it should not have been a great surprise, is I probably went away on holiday not feeling 100% about how I felt and looked. Okay. Fair? Just well, to give that a little bit of context. To me, thank and you. you always look great to me. But okay, I've looked better and felt better mm-hmm. at times. So, and I'm I was probably approaching the point at which I was probably hovering on a bit of a uh, I don't feel so great in my own skin right now. And what specifically was that? Is that your club foot or your <laughs> Yeah, that club foot is pretty bad. Mm, apologies <laughs> my, if anyone doesn't have a my humpback. <laughs> Your humpback, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think it's... All right, so my relationship with food and dieting and what have you, like many other women, I'm I'm sure, and men, probably they struggle a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm waging a constant battle sometimes on I use food as a reward, I use it as a punishment, I use it as... Um, nourishment obviously but you know my relationship is not always great and I'm constantly either battling being a little bit too chunky Mm -hmm. or I'm in a zone where I'm like I'm going to eat everything all the food because I'm either unhappy or really happy so that's pretty much where I am with with food and dieting I'm Um, always doing something to try and either get a bit thinner or look happier or look better because I never want to be the weakest link in all our adventures and I want to look good for you sorry you've got a long way to go to be the weakest link <laughs> don't worry about it but I at the heart of all that I want to look nice for you I want you to kind of look at me and go this is my wife she's hot she you know and I don't want to be kind of letting you down and letting myself down by not working hard at keeping that going so safe to say then with that in mind you, you we went to Singapore and Australia and you're already in a state of mind where you were on the awesome. edge yeah. of not feeling great Correct. about yourself. I think it's the nicest way. Yeah, I, I wasn't awful, but I was like, mm, I probably could have, should have done better. Done better. <clears throat> okay. But then at the same time, I was a bit ilk that I was a bit knackered. I was looking forward to a break. I was looking for a holiday. And, and I was actually looking forward to just going off and eating and drinking what I wanted for three or four weeks. Mm. So that, that willpower kind of went out the window for me. It's interesting though, isn't it? Because mm. when we went to Desire, I think we went full throttle with trying to look as good as we yeah. can and, and, and trying to watch the, the diet and the calories and Absolutely. all that sort of stuff. Because we were wandering around for a week with no clothes on. <laughs> so is that what we needed in, in Australia? Was that a week uh, with no clothes? Well, we were seeing people we'd seen before. So it took the pressure off a little bit, I think, mm-hmm. because... We'd already met some of these people a number of times and felt comfortable yeah. around them. And that level of complacency probably wasn't great because that's the point at which you stop caring a bit. Mm. And that's the point at which it's not great for me. No, that's true. So that that's the context around the, the build-up to what happened next. Okay. Fair? Okay, fair. All right. So bearing all that in mind, um, I'm now there on holiday enjoying myself but painfully aware that those kind of underlying uh, worries were not going away in fact they were compounded by the fact that I was surrounded by some really lovely people like physically lovely looking people Mm -hmm. and out of the say out of the blue um, unexpected feelings of um, envy and jealousy and I'm going to use those two terms together and I'll go on to explain why uh, started creeping into my mind mm-hmm. uh, and they were quite unwelcome thoughts uh, and and unexpected probably because I, I've been with you on this journey now for a good couple of years and and I'm I'm kind of not prone to just feeling um, outbursts of jealousy or at least if I if I do have the odd um, emotions that crop up I know what to do with them yeah but these were just um, unexpectedly uh, abrupt sort of unwelcome feelings that just kept popping into my head unexpectedly and I didn't really know why or what to do with them yeah so for example being around um many people who were very tactile Mm -hmm. was um possibly quite new to me 
so to being tactile on such um, a big level. And is that tactile with you or tactile with me or both of us? I would say it extended to both, but given the the unexpected feelings of jealousy I was getting, I probably just I probably felt that they were more directed at you okay. because I wasn't feeling um, that great about myself. Okay. So for me, feeling a bit inadequate anyway, and then having like attractive hot women kind of cuddling up to you and you know touching you suggestively kind of made me think oh man, um, it's, it's not going to be that difficult for him to, to, to really, really like that attention from someone who's infinitely more attractive than me. Mm-hmm. Or that's how I felt in my head. Okay. Okay, so those, those feelings then compounded themselves quite quickly and actually led to a perfect storm of me feeling inadequate, uh, jealous, envious, and really in a bit of a rocky place. Hmm. And I... What I didn't want to do is is spoil things by going, don't do that, stop doing that, and come over here and be with me instead, because I didn't want to come across as some weird jealous harpy. No. But I kept thinking, these feelings are silly. They're they're not even in context of anything. And of course you're not going to run off with people. And you know, they were really, really odd kind of feelings that I just didn't quite know where they were coming from and what the catalyst was behind them. Because mm, I came in... To, to see you in the shower at one point. You? <laughs> you did. <laughs> and you were having a little little shower cry. An unexpected sit-down shower cry. Yes. Well, <laughs> stand-up shower stand cry. Stand-up shower cry. It wasn't quite enough room to sit down. <laughs> no, not, not quite enough room to sit down while you, were, while you were crying. And we had a bit of a conversation at that point about it, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, and it all came pouring out of me that I didn't know where this is all coming from and I I, well, I didn't mean to feel like this. And, and I hear myself saying those words and I'm, I'm sort of thinking back and thinking, what a silly thing to say. But of course you don't mean to feel emotions like that because the very point of an emotion is it, it is something you can't always control. Well, no, it just happens and you never know what's going to quite trigger you. And if you're in a, uh, an emotional state anyway or mm. you're not feeling confident, um, then these things can get to you even more. So, I, you know, I totally understood where you were coming from. Did you? I, I That's did. an interesting perspective for me and it's something I, I was going to ask you myself anyway. Did so, you understand why I was reacting like that. So I understood why you were reacting like that. Um, I was surprised by it because I know that we've been in situations where you've been incredibly tactile with other people. Yeah. And I've been largely okay with that. Mm. So so when the situation was reversed or flipped or whichever way you mm. want to put it, I was actually a little bit surprised that it got to you as much as it did. Not to say that it did all the time, but there were odd moments where you were clearly... Um, uncomfortable but equally you'd you'd be in a very similar situation yourself the day before or the next day and it was so it was a quite a difficult line to walk because um I don't I don't want to upset you I love you to death and and I don't well not literally because that's just a weird <laughs> thing to say but you know what I mean I absolutely adore you and I I wouldn't ever want to hurt you so actually but but the same point if you're doing that I was kind of like okay well what's the What's the line? And certain things you seem to be very, very comfortable with. But then the next day, that that wasn't so easy for you to cope with. So um, that was what shocked me, actually, is that you, you, you kind of hadn't... Normally, your head is very screwed on with this type of stuff. And that actually, you, you, you have a mindset that's kind of, if I'm okay with that, then he's okay with that, and then we're all mm-hmm. okay. But in this situation, there were a couple of moments where that wasn't the case. So I was a bit like, oh, um, And I didn't immediately pick on up on the fact that you're upset. I knew something was quite, that was wrong. Mm. Um, but then once I, once I spoke to you, I think we resolved, we didn't resolve it, but we managed to talk through it and kind of navigate it a bit better. We did. Um, and picking up on what you were saying about one day I'm, I was okay and the next day I wasn't. And you're, you're right because it was a little bit up and down like that anyway. Mm. It wasn't a consistent day in, day out feeling of that. Uh, little odd things would trigger odd little emotions. Yeah. So yes, from day to day, for the most part, and I have to stress, for the most part, a good sort of 80% of the time, I was genuinely at ease and okay with things. But I but I think the majority of the, the difficult emotions arose because the more <laughs> the more unhappy I felt with the way I looked, 
the more I would eat <laughs> and the, more, the, the worse that problem would get. And I would perpetuate my own cycle of self-loathing, which sounds a bit dramatic, but actually that's what I was doing. I was feeding my own problem. Well, I think there was also a level of drink involved. And I think oh, yeah, of there, was, there was very rarely a moment where, on holiday where drink wasn't involved, mm. um, which is something that we're not quite quite used to, not to that level. And I think that doesn't help. So it does let your mind wander a lot more and it does naturally send you down some dark paths sometimes. Well, yes, because I mean, it can be a great leveler and it can be... Um, a, a great kind of way of helping you get over inhibitions, which is awesome. But at the same time, if you're not feeling great, then it, it is a depressive mm. and it can act against you in exactly the same way. So all your little inadequacies and all your little um, worries about yourself are compounded. And you're right, the, the drink just makes it worse. Mm. So going back to what you were saying, Yes, there were days when I was absolutely fine and I kept reassuring myself and going, oh, no, it's fine. We're fine. All is well. There's nothing to worry about. And then and then it would creep back in and suddenly there'd be something little that would just tip me back over into that kind of place of concern. And I would catch, I know it is, I would catch a glimpse of myself in a mirror and I would suddenly, I would recoil actually at what I saw. Really? And like, yes, I would. I, in certain angles I would sort of look at myself and think how how have I got to this point where I'm I'm catching a glimpse of myself and I'm that unhappy well is this like the point where you thought you had a rash on the bottom <laughs> and you were literally spread eagled naked with your bottom in the air trying to trying and of course I should be reassured by the fact that everyone like literally leapt into that room to have a look as well you should be very reassured by that <laughs> everyone's very keen to see it <laughs> but what one it, of the things I wanted to say though about this and I said at the beginning that I felt both jealousy and both envy mm -hmm. and I think that when I've reflected back on that that's quite interesting you and say that it depends what you're about to say next as to whether it will be interesting for people <laughs> so I think I was envious of something that someone else had that I think in my head I th I feel would have made me better okay so I so you might be envious of someone who has something and you think, well, my life would be better if I had that. Yeah. So there was my envy. I was envious of one of these lovely ladies, nice figure or mm -hmm. bigger boobs or flatter tummy. And that I kind of honed in on going, if I had that flat tummy, if I had those perky boobs, I I would then be better mm -hmm. in some way. And, and I would I would have that confidence that came with that. This is like so, when I really wanted Dolby Atmos for the front room. <laughs> that I knew that when my life would be better and so much more enhanced if I had that Maybe. immersive sound. <coughs> uh, yeah, I was I was coveting something mm -hmm. really that I felt would I could use my advantage, and that's not a pleasant sensation or emotion to have. No. And when I had it, I felt really, really unhappy and shocked and um, worried that those levels of emotion were kind of running through me yeah however then what happened is that all dovetailed a little bit with the jealousy aspect because what I then did was turn that coveting and that envy piece into well this now poses a threat to what I have and that was where it tipped me into the that not so great place because mm. at that point my the point of envy and the the thing that I coveted that I thought would make me feel better then translated into this is now going to threaten what I have. This is going to threaten my my bubble with you. Which it, which is ridiculous. Of course it is. Well, it's not ridiculous because it's your own thought process and it's in your head. And I understand where you're coming from to have got there. Mm. The, the notion of me running away from you is, of course, ridiculous. But emotions don't always make sense, logically. I don't run anywhere. <laughs> well... And there's the problem. Maybe I should have run. <laughs> Start running after you. Yeah, that's the thing. If you'd have been able to catch me, I wouldn't have bothered running. Um, so I think actually it's it's okay to have these emotions as long as you kind of acknowledge that they're going to happen occasionally, but it's what you do with them when they when they do crop up. Sometimes you might not be able to stop, you know, being a bit envious or jealous of something, but what you do next is then quite key, isn't it? It really is, and, it, and I think we, we managed to have the conversation quite early on about what was going on in your head. Yeah, and that really, really, really helped because it made me then realise that I wasn't alone. 
with that. And no. You, you were very perceptive and you picked up and you you gave me what I needed, really, which was... A lot of dick. <laughs> dick was inappropriate at this juncture, oh, okay. I add, because, you know, trying to stick your peen in something, which is crying, is probably not... Actually, it might be time for you, I don't know. <laughs> use your tears as lubrication. <laughs> I knew it. It's not spit, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Mmm, salty lube. <laughs> Uh, well, we did have a few conversations throughout the course of, of, of our time away. And, yeah. You know, this, this it wasn't a recurring theme per se, but it was something that we talked about a couple of times. And I think we, we, we had to, I had to be very mindful about what I was doing, um, which, which as a result, actually, I was, was quite cautious about how, how I interacted with people from that point mm. forwards. Um, not to say that it, it ruined our holiday or anything like that. And, no. and, and dramatically changed things but it was something that I was very very mindful of um so I was always kind of had that in the back of my head I mean sometimes you can remedy these things as simply as just an extra hug yeah you know just like just if you if you know I gave all these women (laughs) all of these extra hugs you kept giving them extra hugs I know and it didn't help you in the slightest (laughs) it was terrible so I mean just even you know coming over and give me a kiss yeah would would then make me feel like center of your world again Mm mm-hmm and that was really important, and, and that's really all I needed. you in the middle of the shopping. Yeah, shopping I mean, that really helped everyone else, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Finger you know. banging you, just yeah. you know, every available opportunity. Yeah. I'm just making you feel centre of my universe again. <laughs> I'm just trying bangs. to find the centre. <laughs> it's about three knuckles in. Oh, well, that's what they say, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's what they say. I don't think anyone's ever said that. Oh, I don't know. I think someone has said to me, well, the, the, the measure of how far in you go is maybe just a couple of knuckles. Okay, fine. Mm. It's it's gone slightly weird now. Slightly different conversation. Not, not sure One how for another we'll episode, yeah, maybe. perhaps. How many knuckles do you like? Right to the bed hoppers. <laughs> <laughs> so we had we had that bump in the road, and we talked about that, and we res- well we sort of resolved it throughout the holiday, I think. And it's- oh, absolutely. I mean, we had to. Well, yeah, we and did that, really. But that's what we do so well. You know, we, well, we talk. Just have have, a, have an issue and then talk about it endlessly. Look, issues are inevitable. And actually in this lifestyle, if you're not, uh, if your foundation isn't solid, then you're going to get loads of them. Well, I think what what I liked about this situation was the fact that we did talk about it pretty quickly. We did recognise that there was a, a problem. I think we got to the root of what it was yeah. fairly fairly quickly. And I think we, we did adjust our behaviour. Now, that wasn't a perfect solution and there were bumps that, that happened from that and there were odd moments but actually mm. in the grand scheme of things um it wasn't left to fester it wasn't left to go to a dark place it was very open and very honest so I, yeah. I think that kind of kind of helped us that wasn't the only sort of bump that we had though <laughs> go on okay go, go on <laughs> go on please mr h do explore with your words use your eloquence so, well, we had a second bump in the road, really, because I think there were two, right. two, two moments at the course of this. And I think this, this second one was probably a lot more um, drunk-fueled oh. or drink-fueled. Oh, the demon drink. The demon drink, who it's was your friend for so long and, and then... <laughs> but abandoned up, me cruelly and, and turned me into a hot mess. It did, it did abandon you quite... Quite rapidly on this. for my own petard. Yeah, and I, I think this this sort of stemmed from the fact that actually um, myself and and um, this lady mm-hmm. have um, we exchange a lot of messages. We chat yeah. quite a lot. We share a lot of the same ideas. Mm-hmm. There's a there's there's quite a relationship there. I agree. And I think you extrapolated that word mm-hmm. and. Knocked it out of the park, <laughs> and then got someone to post it to the other side of the world. So, Are you saying I overreacted? Yes, I'm saying that you had another moment where you thought that I was going to run off with people. You, yeah. it was at, you were one hundred percent certain that that I was going to run away that with you somebody. You were going to fall in love with someone. You were yeah. certain that I was already in love and that they were most definitely, without a shadow of a doubt, in, in love, love with me. Yeah, yeah, I did. This is the ramblings of a drunken Mrs. H, though, and I have to quant- quantify this, <laughs> that, that this this was on top of a lot of drink on one particular yeah, night. Yeah, it's important to factor that in. And 
and actually you you felt that I was going to run away with this person. Yeah, and and again, a lot of these, a lot of this, I think, did stem from me feeling like I was approaching a bit of a body crisis. Mm. I I do agree that this body crisis probably underpinned quite a lot of these emotions. Um, you know, overpinned me because I wasn't <laughs> able to get up at all. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and yeah, I think it did because I felt so, I felt really uncomfortable in my own skin and that's, that's not like me. Yeah, I'd agree. I think you, you, you did have a few moments where it was quite clear that you weren't that happy with the way that you Every looked. time I looked at anyone else, I was just like, they're so much better than me and they're so much thinner than me. And it ended up becoming this vendetta of like, nothing was going to be better until I managed to lose some weight which is not a great healthy approach to have but it is what it is it's not but it you know if that's the how you feel about yourself then you do have to work that out in your own head and there's nothing that anyone else can do or say that's going to change your mind if that's what's sort of bred there and that's the conclusion that you've come to it's just there in your head and all you can do really is is vow to do something about it yeah, you were. It was difficult though, as well, because because you were, um, shall we say, mildly inebriated. <laughs> um, Hammered then. <laughs> well, yeah, you you couldn't be reasoned with, you couldn't be spoken to, and you wouldn't listen to any level of sanity. You were no. just absolutely in this um, moment of of everything is is going wrong, and and. You know, Mr. H is going to wander off with this person and, and they're going to start a new life together. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's yet to happen. I'm still here. You are. <laughs> I'm miraculously still here. Um, and of course, everyone has a drunken moment. I t- you know, I totally get that. But I think this this was really indicative of all the sort of issues that have been bubbling around, all the different things. Mm. And you, you sort of leapt in your mind to that conclusion. Yeah, I did. What's interesting, though, is we've... How long have we been in a lifestyle now? A couple of years? A few years. A few years. Um, and this is thing. This is something that's happened before, before we were in a lifestyle. You know, me me getting a bit too drunk and then thinking that you're going to run off with someone. That's true, actually. So what I think what I'm trying to point out is this is not necessarily a negative um, sort of pointing out the lifestyle will do this to you. It's not. Sometimes it is just a combination of you know, emotions running high, too much booze, someone, you know, looking at your husband the wrong way. And that can all just, as again, perpetuate and become something bigger than it is. So I, it's not necessarily an indictment that the lifestyle will, will generate these these feelings. Um, and it's certainly not enough for us to, to say, right, that's it. We're canning the lifestyle. We're not going to do this anymore. It, it's not. I'm just trying to point that out. It's It's more... These are issues I need to work out myself. Well, I, I think what's really interesting about this is that I don't, I don't think this is anything that anybody else did. I don't, no, and no, absolutely whilst, not. Whilst there were behaviours that that were not what we were used to necessarily, mm. I don't think they were wrong at all. I think it was just a case of um, how we approached them and how we reacted to them, yeah. and how uh, some of some of those things got under our skin and 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 mm-hmm. caused us to react in a certain way. And that particular night was very difficult because, of course, you were um, drunkenly inconsolable. Yeah. And um, <laughs> Mrs. H, when she's at that level of drunkenness, is not a good space. So um, No, there's no n- reasoning with it. No, a number of people tried to help that situation. And really, <laughs> until the next day, there was no way we were going to get anywhere with, with those no, conversations. No, I agree. Sometimes you just got to just put it to bed and leave it alone. Yeah, but once we got to, <laughs> to sober you, it was much, much easier. <laughs> uh, and um, our sort of progress around that area was much better as well. Yeah. So I think, you know, we we had those moments and we talked them through and, and, and actually we kind of, um, overall, the, the, the holidays were absolutely fantastic. Um, but in our heads, we're also very conscious that those things happened. Yeah. So, you know, we came back from, from Oz and, and actually we've gone straight back into... Um, getting back into the gym, doing mm-hmm. lots of exercise, eating healthily, trying to um, because what we've, we also found is when you don't eat very healthy, actually, it causes a lot of problems for you. Yeah, I mean, and, and uh, so as much well. as anything else, it's not even a you know a, a mad thing that goes around in my head. This is a health thing. You know, I, I need to be healthier. I feel better when I'm healthier, and 
you know, I let myself get to a point where my health was, was not my priority. And that's, you know, for a number of reasons, both physical and mental, that's not good, not good space to be in. That's true. And it's interesting because a couple of people have said to me, well, you know, you, you shouldn't need, you shouldn't let people tell you to, to lose weight and change the way you look if you, you know, if this is at the root of all these issues. Um, I mean, people in work have said this to me recently. Mm. And I've been quick to point out, it doesn't matter if, if I'm not doing it because someone's told me to, I'm not doing it because uh, you've looked at me and recoiled or anything. It's, I need to do this to feel better. Does the recalling not help? It doesn't help. You know, pointing and laughing doesn't help either. <laughs> no, it, it's a state of mind. Of course um, it is. I got myself into this position and, you know, only I can kind of sort it out by eating less and exercising and being healthy. Should I stop putting six spoonfuls of sugar into I knew your coffee? it. I bloody knew it. <laughs> You'll force feed me sugar when I'm asleep, aren't you? Fourth feeding you. <laughs> you were the fourth. Like the episode of Malcolm in the Middle years ago where he's like putting sugar into whatever she her food secretly because he wants to feed her up <laughs> yeah that's exactly what i've been doing it's definitely i that. knew it i know i'm, I'm such a <laughs> terrible terrible human being so we, we've kind of come to the conclusion that really we, we both need to to get back into huh, the swing of things mm. um from from a health and from a fitness perspective so um since we've been back we've been going to the gym much more frequently we've been um eating more healthily much more healthily drinking much much much, 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 much less. Than <laughs> that wasn't did. difficult. <laughs> no. In fact, um, you know, sort of one weekend's worth of drinking is is still less than one day's worth of what we were doing in Oz. So I think there is there is that very real difference in kind of our approach. And the good news is it's already starting to make a difference. It is. It, it really is. And I think um, the other thing is, is that we're, because we are just us together, we're not with other people all the time const- constantly no. there's much more chance for us to have those conversations and, and to talk through all this different stuff mm-hmm. so you know we're, we're overall much more um healthy in that regard as well and i think that's made a huge difference to how we are with each other yeah and we've had lots of time to reconnect and you know get back to where we were oh so we've just been having lots of sex really <laughs> that's pretty much what we're saying he says showing off now <laughs> i've had it at least once since we got back it's amazing oh my god <laughs> one time's worth of sex that's of six days. Perfect. I'm a bit tired now. I don't know. We had to play your U-call way through, but fine. <laughs> well, it was the fact that I had to um, go to the shop, the uke heaven, <laughs> while still humping you and still trying to pick out the uke from the many hundreds that they had there. So um, I think in, in, in summary on that whole thing, um, what we would say is if, if, if you're uh, in the lifestyle and, and you have those moments, um, is to really try and be mindful of your partner and to, to be there and support them and be quick to to have those conversations and to, to make sure that you're okay. Yeah, and just reassure really each other that you're in this together for the right reasons and it's not an, an equal balance, I think, of um, affection. I mean, even if your partner is definitely the weakest link, it's really important. Really? Yeah. To... The weakest sausage link. <laughs> <laughs> there were sausages involved, you'd be a winner. Or a wiener. <laughs> Uh, but no it's really important to to check in to make sure you're okay and if you do have a bump in the road um to make sure that you you try and figure out what what the cause of that was and and to have that conversation to either avoid it or to change your approach about it yeah there's there's no blame or pointing fingers here it it really was just a conversation needed and you know a bit of reassurance that yeah you still love me Oh, this is awkward. <laughs> I totally love you. I do you. Do you? So anything else you'd add on that topic, Mrs. H? No, I think I've bared my soul enough. Well, you bared your ass enough. Well, yeah, but I mean, it didn't stop me getting naked, did it? So. It really didn't stop you getting naked. No, I agree. It didn't stop well, me getting naked. And I think what's, what's also really interesting is actually throughout the course of that, that holiday, lots of people said how wonderful you looked, that you looked hard. That, that you were sexy, that they wanted to play with you, that they did play with you. So, I know, I, I know all these things, but... But I if you're know, not right in your own if head... If you don't... Yeah, exactly that. You have to love yourself before other people can even get close. I love watching you love yourself. <laughs> I 
Onanism. <laughs> um, no, it's it's true. It's not even trying to be cheesy or anything, and you know, crack out some like well quote or anything. It's it's more just you need to look at yourself and 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 be happy. Yeah. Well, what you always happy is you and know that you've done the best that you can. Yeah, I think you know, that's not, fair. Not perfect. I'm not looking to be a supermodel, but I want to at least know that I've tried to look as good as I do. Good. Yeah. Right. Now go to the gym and give me 20. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so what have we got coming up? What have we got coming we've got up? Lots. We have got a load, of, a we, shed load of stuff. The, so that's why we've got to get back into the gym like again. Right. And you know minutes. what? I feel really excited by all that because I'm looking forward to all of these things coming up and I want to look awesome. Fantastic. Well, and I want to fit into the bloody honey butter underwear you bought me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, nothing like a challenge. Uh, exactly that. And that was a challenge. <laughs> so we have got... Well, actually, the next episode is... A fanfare and a load of travelling minstrels. It's episode 50. I know. Yeah. It's a big one, isn't it? 50 fucking episodes. Of, yeah. Of this. This. <laughs> this. Um, yeah, I'm sure by then we'll have sort of gone through some other crisis that we've had to talk about. No. Or I'll be gushing for another 45 minutes about some more friends that we've met. Yeah. No? That's fair. Little column A, little column B. Look, yeah. you know, please tune in for episode 50. Tune in. Download. <laughs> please tune in. Now the news. Episode 50 is going to be fun. We don't even know what we're doing yet. It's going to be so much fun. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Talk shit for an hour. <laughs> okay. Well, we've managed to do it for five minutes so far. Five, I can't even say it. So episode 50 is coming up. Episode 50. It's amazing. 50 episodes of entertainment from the bed hoppers. Yeah. I really hope you have something better than that up your sleeve in that song. I'm going to do everything in in different voices. Everything? Everything. <laughs> All of these voices that I will be talking in. It's going to be awful. Yeah. For everybody. <laughs> For every, it's, you're gonna hate it. Don't bother. Yeah, actually, right. just skip fifty and come back fifty-one. <laughs> Where we got? Well, we've got some amazing interviews coming up for fifty-one. Ooh, yes, we do. Ooh, yes. We're gonna be talking about some cool stuff. What some we're gonna cool talk stuff. about? Yeah, some cool stuff. Are we allowed to say what we're gonna talk about? Well, so right, just like lean in. Because you know, you always look at me and go, "Don't give it away." Well, we can't give it all away. But if if you're interested in, uh, you know, a bit of. <laughs> Or, bird impressions? Yes, definitely that. What kind but of bird it, is that? <laughs> <laughs> Fine. I was going to be all salacious, but I'm not going to say anything now. <laughs> well, you can't leave it hanging like that. I can do whatever I fucking please. Well, I know. Yeah, exactly. Woo-wee! Um, we're going to be talking a bit about hot wiping. <gasps> ah. So we're going to have some special guests. Yes. On the show. Hmm. And... Um, we're gonna yeah play that interview when when we get to it, which will be good. Which is awesome. not now, which is not episode fifty, no, but probably episode fifty one. I think. Okay. Yeah, that'll be cool, right? Uh, we are going to the Nottingham Social. Yes. It's a brand new event. I believe you've mentioned them on uh, the Twitter sphere. On our now no, Twitter sphere. Yes. Yeah. Sphere. 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 Well, uh, so we're going to the Nottingham Social. Yes, that's brand new. So we're gonna go check it out. Mm. Hopefully, it's gonna be better than the uh, Bristol Social. Ooh. Don't be so disparaging. <laughs> it was a bit like that. It's going to be awesome. I'm yep. sure. We're I'm sure it's going to be good. some lovely people there. there will, well, it certainly looks it so far. We have got a VA visit on the cards going back to VA bitches. We love it. We do love it. No pressure, VA, but it'll be good this time as well. It was good last time. You know, going some chums. Yeah. So, you, you know, if you're going to VA on this. I don't know, actually, if they've said that we can say that we're going on a certain date. Oh, shit. I'm getting confused uh, We're now. definitely going to V8 at some point. We In just July. can't reveal the date. No, not necessarily July. Why? Because they don't... Jeff, reverse. No. They don't know if... They've not said if we can say if they can... Oh, we're going on that date. Right. Wow. Okay, so confusing. So we may or may not be going in July. Uh, yes. Cool. Yes. Probably, but not likely. But who knows? <laughs> Well done, Mrs. H. And, Thanks, uh, I think. Yes. Uh, in fact, what you said was just absolutely fabulous, which takes us on to the next club visit that we're doing. Woo! Okay, cool. Which is? Uh, fabs. Oh, we've never been there before. <sighs> I trailed that so well. You did. And then I, I completely like crashed it. Oh, what? Like, what? What's what? it called? Why do you say absolutely fabulous? Yeah, Ab Fabs. We have never been there before. I mean, it shut down. Yes. I mean, it reopened. And then we're going to go. Yeah. So we're going with some good chums. So we're looking forward to trying that out. 
and at some point, what, probably episode 52 in like eight months time or something. We'll review it. We'll review it, you know, and we'll let you know how that goes. It's exciting too. Very exciting. So um, I think that's pretty much it for this, this, this round. And then, you know, we've, we've done a good 45, 50 minutes or something. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to drag it out for too long. No. So, you know, we've, we've talked about some serious shit. And then we <laughs> went down the hill. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's been, um, it's nice to get all that out and talk about the fact that some things aren't always what you think they're going to be. No, they're not. Um, but, you know, as long as you work together as a team. United. Teamwork makes the dream work. Oh, fuck off. I can't believe you just said that. Anyway, um, Mrs. H, if you're not going to spout any other shit, do you want to do the thing? <laughs> oh, hang on. Where can people find us? Oh, uh, we suck. Bed hoppers suck. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> uh, where? What? Oh, um, on Twitter. We suck on Twitter. We suck on Twitter. Yeah. Um, we also suck on uh, Gmail. So bedhopperssuck at gmail.com. Yep. <laughs> and we also have a fab account. We do have a fab account. Bedhoppers. Yeah. We don't suck on fab. We No, we don't suck on fab. Um, yeah. So that's that's three ways. Okay. That's three ways. <laughs> we have a good three way. Oh, and, and also, um, oh. which we didn't mention, is that we met up with our sexy unicorn chum for a, a little social hello ah um, she is very lovely she is very lovely um we'll have mm. to have to give you more of a write-up on that at some point that's <laughs> hellacious yeah she's lovely isn't she she's nice yeah mm. we might see her again and once again we're back to uh waxing lyrical about the people we've met they're so lovely so nice well it's nice to extol the benefits of we meet lovely people this is true this is true yeah and that's what it's all about isn't it exactly meet great that. people and then a bit of fun and then fucking them <laughs> all right are we done yeah i think uh, right. I, I was spent about half an hour ago i mean i don't know about you <laughs> mrs h do the thing please <laughs> thank you for hopping into our beds so i went and bought a new ukulele right uh-huh and the thing is is i can't remember how to play our theme tune <laughs> That's pretty sad. It is. Yeah. And and I remembered this when we went went to Oz and uh, I restrung Bradford's ukulele. And went to play your theme went song. Went to play, play my own theme song, which I sing. Not every time. It's like a pre-recorded one. I've done it once mm. and then I've never had to do it again. Uh, went to play it and, and I couldn't A, remember the lyrics and uh, B, remember the... Um, the theme song. The theme song. Um, we should nuke the uke. No, I'm not going to nuke the uke. The, the, the funnier thing still is... Rebuke the uke. Rebuke. So I, I found the original um, lyrics to Just the Tip. Right? They'll be worth like millions. They are day. totally going to be. Um, I'd written the wrong music above them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Amateur. 